It's Fiscally Irresponsible Friday here on TM5, sponsored by Incredible Pulp Lemonade. It's Captain Insano shows no mercy. When he reverts, Your mom goes to college. I have misplaced my pants. Good morning, West Georgia, and welcome in to Fiscally Irresponsible Friday. It is August 1st, and Billy, this Friday is super special because we have, I know it's scrimmages, I know it's preseason, but we have our first high school football games of the year today. It's August what? It is August 4th. Did I say first? I think I said first, didn't I? You sure did. (laughs) You know, I'm staring at a four right here. Uh, It's the first Friday of August. Maybe that's what I was thinking. I don't know. It's August 4th, though. Fourth. Yeah, we get football tonight, man. And I'm I'm pumped to be able to watch it. I I watched a lot more of the uh, scrimmage last night in the NFL. Oh, um, boy. That was was rough to watch, man. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was, but you know what? It was it was good to have football back. You're right. Um, you're right. It, it was football, irregardless, as uh, no matter how rough it was to watch, it was football. Yeah, uh, it was more entertaining to watch the actual broadcast because of the inter- interviews and stuff that uh, Tariko was able to do with Aaron Rodgers, which was really good. But it was. Uh, that's a, that's another story for another day. Did did you see the interview with Joe Thomas? No, I missed that one. I didn't even recognize Joe Thomas. He, has, he looks slim and awesome. The guy looks like a quarterback or a wide receiver. Um, they were, they were. In, so I got home right in the middle of the interview, and I, I get on, turn it on, sit down, crack open a beer, and they're interviewing this guy that's a Hall of Famer from the Browns. And I'm like, who is this dude? Like, who's going into the Hall of Fame this year for the Browns? I don't know who this dude is. And they kept talking to him. They kept talking to him. They show his son, and I'm like, oh, his son has on a Joe Thomas jersey. He must be a fan of Joe Thomas. And they keep going, they keep going, and they, they close the interview, and they're like, oh, it's great to sit down with Joe Thomas. And I was like, what? That's, yeah. dude, he does he does not, look, he just finished a hundred, uh, a thousand kilometer bike ride or something insane. Like, uh, I I would have never guessed that was Joe Thomas. Looks great. Looks great, hey, man. Uh, one, of the, one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time. So congratulations for him going into the Hall of Fame. Darrell Rivas going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, good class, good class this year uh, going into the Hall of Fame. But yeah, football was back on last night. Uh, it was a terrible product, but it was football, and it's preseason football. So take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it is what it is. Like, it's better than... Overhit, isn't it? The it, the overhit and the uh, and the Browns won by uh, more... You know, Browns won last night. Nice little hit, on, hit on, oh, Might have hit on that parlay last night. Uh, you parlay? Might have hit on that parlay last night. I haven't Not checked. Baby. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, good, good night, good night last night uh, with you. with a little preseason preseason football. Uh, Billy, today is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. This is one of my like these two, the two days that we're we're celebrating today are probably like one of the two best days for you and I both. Very true. Um, Good combo. Yeah. So, like, I'm a huge fan of chocolate chip cookies. Like, a huge fan. You like chocolate chip cookies? I love chocolate chip cookies. Um, It's a huge fan of them. Um, Especially the one when they come right out of the oven. Oh, yes. And they're still kind of, like, soft and and gooey. And, oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. So, that's, that's, I'm, I'm good with that. Yep. 
Mm -hmm. It it's right out of the oven is the only way I'll eat chocolate chip cookies. Uh, we have a we have a neighbor that does she does cookies and lemonade sometimes on the weekend, and sets up a little stand in front of her house and their kids sell it and all this stuff. Um, and you know me, I'm not a big sweets guy. I'm not a big cookie guy. Uh, but her chocolate chip cookies are out of this world, and the, every time you get them, they somehow even if they're sitting outside for three and a half hours. They still taste like they are freshly out of the oven. They are they are gooey and they are delicious. Uh, and those are about the only chocolate chip cookies I enjoy. Um, I don't like the hard like you know, you know some chocolate chip cookies you get are like they're almost like stale. I, I can't I can't it's do that. The greatest trick my mom taught me about keeping cookies fresh. Yeah. In a container that the cookies are in, put a piece of bread in it, and it keeps them fresh soft gooey it's it's insane really it, it it works all right put a piece put a piece of bread on top of the cookies in the container and then it'll keep them fresh oh that's yep. that's a good hey baking tips here on the morning five yep. bet i bet nobody thought they were going to get that today uh not for me <laughs> billy today is also international beer day i'll pass really yeah not, yeah, not, man. Not a fan you and of I talking about this. I can't. Don't like beer. I, I know beer? you're not passing. No I beer? know you're not passing, but no, I'm, I'm not. Passing. I'm not. I'm passing on beer. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm not passing on beer. Uh, beer is. I mean, it's just liquid bread. It's good for you. Beer is good. Beer is good for you. Um, yeah, I'm a big. I'm a big beer fan. And the best thing about right now and being a beer drinker, Billy, is is my favorite type of it's beer. Coming. Favorite, it's coming, isn't it? Favorite type of beer. It's already out. It it start. It's is get, it, really? it is. It gets released in the last week of July, um, which is it's weird because it's certainly not a summertime month, beer. Two months before it's supposed to be there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, I, I'm a big. If nobody knows, Billy knows. I'm a big fan of Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. I'm on record saying it is the best mass-produced beer that you can get in the grocery store. Um, and when I go in the grocery store, and you know, some people go in the grocery store, oh, my favorite beer, let's buy a six-pack. No, 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 not me, fam. Uh, I go into the grocery store, and I buy every single bottle or can. <laughs> They're now selling cans. I buy every single bottle or can that they have. Uh, I have been known to walk out of stores with four 12-packs of Sam Adams Oktoberfest because that's all they had. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It's now coming into season. In fact, I had a couple last night while watching the Jets and Brands game. So, yeah, big, big beer guy. I'm a big beer guy. And if you ever see me in person, uh, it'll be you know kind of obvious that I'm a big beer guy because I'm a big dude. It's uh, by way of liquid bread. So thank you very much. Uh, yep. th this weekend, Billy, we have the Braves versus the Cubbies up in Chi-Town at Wrigley Field. And I think appropriately... Every single game is going to be a 220 start. It's going to be a day game. And I think that the Cubs should play the majority of their games during the day. I think it should be like 80% home do, day games. Honestly. And they might. I don't I don't watch the Cubs enough to know if they do or not. But I you know, in in the in, the thing I like about the Cubbies too is their fans show up and everything is appropriately priced. If you want to get into a game, Billy, Chi Town, the Cubbies versus the Braves, the cheapest ticket you're going to get is on Sunday at 49 bucks to get into the stadium. Okay. I like that it. seems yeah. reasonable. And you flip yeah. over to Pittsburgh. We go to Pittsburgh next. You can get into those for eight bucks. You can get into those for cheap. 
So, yeah, it's it's cool. Wrigley is one of the most iconic places, uh, any sports venue in the entire world. It's one of those bucket list places that I want to go. I'm so jacked that it, they're all 220 starts because there's some there's some nostalgic piece about a day game at Wrigley. I don't know what it is, but I just remember, I remember growing up and every time I watched a Cubs game, it was always a day game. And it just seems it just seems right. You know what I mean? It just seems right to have a day game at Wrigley. Yeah. So I, I'm a little bit older than you. So watching Cubs games on WGN or, you know, watching it, you know, listening to it on the radio, because there's a AM station that you can actually pick up from Chicago, which is the funniest thing. Um, just hearing Harry Carey call the games um, growing up and then, along with, you know, skip carry calling the games for the braves it's it was always a good thing so i agree with you it, there's nostalgia there um and i think that's why dansby's in chicago right now um is because of that nostalgia so it is what it is uh but we we do get max Fried back today um a 220 oh, start for I was, him i was wondering how to i guess this is a guy we picked up at the trade deadline i thought it was fry Nah. oh no Freed, Freed, Freed. Freed. all right uh, do we know anything about him? This is a guy we well, we picked up from waivers or something, or we traded for him or something. I don't know who this is. Uh, he's a World <laughs> Series game winner. Um, <laughs> probably, probably a Cy Young winner this year if he didn't get hurt. I would assume. Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, really? Free. Wow. Billy hates Max yeah. Free. Jeez. Uh, it's not that I hate Max uh, Free. It's like just you hate I, Max Free. There's. I, I wish there was a little bit more consistency to Max Free. Sounds like you hate Max Free. No, that's what I'm hearing. I, don't, I hate Max Free. Right here on the morning uh-huh. five, really hits Max Free. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so having Freed back is going to be big. That was the sort of thing that we were talking about. The trade deadline is uh, we did the Braves just didn't need to make a, a a massive move because a we were getting Freed back. B, like you said yesterday, we might get we might get Kyle Wright back. We might have Kyle Wright for the playoffs, which would be huge. Um, so getting Freed back is big. Oh, you know, I, I'll be on record and go on and say that I think Max Freed would have competed for a Cy Young this year. Uh, and, and another guy who probably is going to compete for a Cy Young is uh, Bryce Elder, 8-2 and two with a 3.18 ERA, uh, 89Ks on the season. He will start game two. To be announced, will be starting for the Cubs. That's a weird name, but, you know, whatever. I've heard he's been really good. I, I, I you know, uh, low ERA, low whip. It's going to be tough getting past him. Um, but <laughs> over on over on Bryce Elder, Bryce Elder's past two outings have been a breath of fresh air uh, after the horrendous starts with the against the Rays and the Diamondbacks, uh, allowing seven earned runs against the Rays and five earned runs against the Diamondbacks. And it looks like Bryce Elder might have gotten back into that groove uh, allowing two earned runs against Milwaukee and then one run, earned run against Milwaukee. Again, uh, back-to-back starts, 13 innings pitched in those back-to-back starts, only three combined earned runs. Great to see out of, out of Bryce Elder. And if you look at his game log this year, that's sort of how he is, man. He, you know, other than the month of May where he was just unhittable, he usually has in like a five to six game starting streak, he usually has one or two clunkers, and then he gets back on the wagon, and you know that's fine. That's that's you know you, you pitch a lot of games, so uh, let's see if he can continue and string together three straight good starts against the Cubbies this weekend, and then the uh, game on Sunday we have Morton versus Stale, uh, which is uh, which is going to be interesting. Uh, Charlie Morton is kind of one of those one of those guys that you can go out and you can almost bet on Charlie Morton going five innings going at least five innings and giving up at least three runs. I, I think that is 
Charlie Morton's MO this year. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but Justin Stelay, uh, 12 and 3 right now on the year with a 2.65 ERA and 106 Ks. So that should be a good matchup on, on Sunday between Morton and Stelay. Yeah, Braves are currently up 11 and a half games on the Philly. Uh, no, excuse me. Yeah, on the Phillies. Um, and 13 in the loss column for Bryce. Um, it's it's going to be fun. Uh, I If we can get past his Cubs and, and have a, a good weekend, we'll let's just keep pushing forward and getting that where we can get closer to the end of the season and just stop or um, clinch the NLEs and be done with it. Yeah, aid an eleven game road trip for the uh, for the Bravos. We go to Chi Town, Pittsburgh, Steel City, and go to the Big Apple. That's where we wrap it up against the New York Mets. So I, you know, what is what are your what do you think the record should be with an eleven game road trip to call this a successful road trip, Billy? Uh, six and five. Six and five is successful for me. Anything above that is good. Wow, that's lo- that's lower than I was going to go. No. I-, I was going to go eight and three. It's it's six and five is is perfect for me just because it's it's if you go above five hundred on the road, you're good. Um, so I'm I'm happy with it. Hey, uh, real quick before we move on to the all NFL special teams. No, uh, no. Yeah, what do you got? What? <laughs> <I'm just playing laughs> with you. I was like, what? What did I do? I'm just uh, there's a there was a question posed yesterday on Twitter that I was going to ask you. Okay. Uh, they asked if um, you thought what was a better, what would be a better experience, making the Mets quit like we have this year, or chasing them down to win the division like we did last year. Oh, making them quit. Making them quit. Uh, make percent agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. You and I are the same Having the Mets just absolutely give up after having baseball's highest. <laughs> salary <laughs> roster it's the greatest feeling in the world it is it is absolutely phenomenal billy and I, I just realized now looking at the standings uh the braves are number one in baseball for run differential now uh, yeah and we've been number one in baseball uh as far as record is concerned for a long time too yep, now. yep. uh braves right now uh second best uh second best offense in baseball behind the rangers who have a rangers are really really good um, but yeah, best record in baseball, best run differential, and we made the Mets quit. So all is going well in Bravo land. Uh, Billy, let's head over to the all NFL special teams. Uh, hit me up with what you got. I see some interesting picks there, and honestly, all three of your picks were picks that I were picks that I considered. Uh, all three of those guys are phenomenal football players. Look, when you think of kickers, the first thing, the first name you should think of is, is Adam Vinatieri. It's it's just the first name you should think of, um, especially growing up, uh, seeing him in, in a Colts and a Patriots uniform. That's the first name that should pop into your mind. That being said, you've already picked him. So <laughs> I went against it. Uh, the second name you should immediately picture is Justin Tucker. And Justin Tucker may be a better kicker. Than Adam Vinatieri. I would say he is a better kicker, probably. Um, statistically, now, Justin Tucker yeah, probably statistically a better. Yeah. He may be, but yeah. here's the thing: Vinatieri did those clutch kicks in the playoffs. Uh, you know, Tucker just hasn't had the the clutch kick, you know, moments that that many because Baltimore just hasn't had that. He's been on, moments. Been on crappy teams. 
yeah. So not uh, his fault. Though. I think, not his fault. I think Justin Tucker is probably going to go down. Like for me, he's he's going down as the best kicker. Yeah. And I, I agree. Statistically, I think Tucker is probably the better kicker than Adam Vinatieri. But Vinatieri's just had bigger moments because he's been on better teams. He's been with he's been with Peyton. Uh, he's been with Tom Brady. It, I, you know, it's just sort of <laughs> what you get saddled with. So uh, for the punter, I'm going with Pat. Uh, the reason I'm going with Pat, number one, he he had a ridiculous amount of kicks inside the 20 and inside the 10. That was just insane. Um, the the whole videos that you see of Pat that, you know, he does the whole swinging the golf club like he's chipping it into the <laughs> into the green. The old Billy walk, um, too. Yeah. Um, plus, dude, the amount of times that he has just completely leveled a returner. <laughs> It's just been insane. So, yeah. like, that's what I—that's the kind of football player I want on my on my team. And he's a massive so saying, sellout, so that's cool too. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm taking Pat McAfee as as my punter uh, for kick returner, punt returner. Give me Neon Dion. Oh, Give me Prime. Man. I wrestled with this one too. Give me Neon Dion, and and yours is my number one too, but. Uh, I thought of I thought of Deion Sanders and I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't take him for DB like like you did, but I'll take him for kick returner, punt returner. Yeah, so I, you know I picked I picked Adam Vinatieri as my kicker. I honestly wrestled with Vinatieri, Justin Tucker, and uh, Vigo Mortensen, who's also named Andy. Um, all three of those guys are, I mean, like, like Morton Anderson, dude, he he just played for forever, like. You know, yeah, he did. His, his his stats probably aren't as good as Tucker's or Vinatieri, and he certainly didn't have as many big kicks because he's been on all absolute dog crap teams. But, I mean, Morton Anderson just played for freaking forever. He played until he was, what, 78 or something absurd? Um, <laughs> you know, he just, he just played forever. Uh, so, yeah, I got Adam Vinatieri, but I wrestled a lot with Vinatieri, Justin Tucker, and uh, Vigo Mortensen. Uh, for my punter, um, I went with Shane Leckler, man, the old punter for the uh, the uh, Raiders. He he played with the Raiders. I don't like the, in the early two thousands when they were good. Back when they had like Rich Gannon and Tim Brown, and they had a bunch of good players. I just remember watching uh, Shane Leckler bomb punts. I think he's still with the Texans. Uh, he has like a, I think this is his twenty fourth NFL season or something like that. So. Him and Vigo Mortensen are kind of on the uh, the same plane of playing for absolutely freaking forever. He's been in like seven Super Bowls, uh, first team All Pro. He, he averages a career best fifty one point one yards per punt. I mean, just I think he is the only NFL punter to average fifty plus yards per punt for his career, which is insane. so. Leckler uh, is my punter, and then kick return, punt return. I, I wrestled between yours, Billy uh, Deion Sanders, who was, like we've said, probably the greatest athlete of all time in any sport. Uh, but I went with Devin Hester. Devin Hester sort of rewrote the book on punt return and kick returns. In, in 101 returns, Devin Hester has four touchdowns in, in the NFL single season record for kickoff returns in a season. And I think he is second or third in longest kickoff return, return for a touchdown at 101 yards. Uh, the dude, the dude is an absolute monster, and he—I would say—he rewrote the book on punt and kick returns and making it an actual viable position rather than just a third or fourth string wide receiver that you throw out there to to run it back and get you good field position. So, oh uh, yeah, that wraps up our all NFL all time team here on the morning five. Yeah, that's those are great, great names. 
Bryce, uh, let me. I need to talk with uh, the voice, la voice of uh, Villarica Wildcats, and, and let's get a Villarica Wildcat preview. <laughs> That's my wild. I'm gonna have that on a uh, drop, by the way, for uh, for hometown sports <laughs> meeting. We do Villarica <laughs> football, so. Yeah, we, we wrap up the high school football preview today with Villarica football. Uh, last year, Villarica had high hopes coming into the football season, fresh off the region victory, first since 1998, and a berth into the quarterfinals. Unfortunately, the amount of talent that graduated in 2021 was just a bit too much to overcome. The 2022 season was a rough one for the Wildcats, uh, to, to, to put it lightly. And they look to put it in the mirror and have it in the distant, distant memory in the back of the minds of all Wildcat faithful fans and players. At quarterback this year, we're going to see Will Wallace. He's going to be the quarterback, El Capitano out there, the commander starting on an offense, Billy, that I'll be honest with you, underwhelmed and underperformed last year. Uh, I mean, I think they went last year, I think they went like four weeks in a row where they didn't score a touchdown. Or they went four out. Of, they went three out of four weeks. So Lithia Springs last year, twenty-four to nothing. Chapel Hill, twenty-one to six. Mays, fifty to nothing. Creekside, sixty-three to nothing. I mean, they took three out of four weekends last year and didn't score a single touchdown. They look to change that this year with Will Wallace back there getting first-team reps. Another year under his belt. He's a smart kid. He's a good kid. He knows what he's doing. I watched him during baseball. Uh, very, very smart very intelligent guy back there at quarterback transfer zay bell he could feature as well he could have some special packages back there uh zay bell is is very very talented physically uh he reminds me a lot of um terrell Pryor. the way he runs the way he throws the ball zay bell reminds me a lot of terrell Pryor. he's got a lot of talent and a lot of tools that he could use in special packages on offense it'll be interesting to see what austin baron uh, and the new OC out there do with Zay Bell and Will Wallace at quarterback. Will Wallace will be the starting quarterback, but I'd like to see Zay Bell get some snaps with some specialty packages in there. Senior wide receivers Devin Barnes and Carson Nally. Nally coming back from, I believe, a wrist injury from last year. They should lead the way in the wide receiver core that might see more action this season with the new look offense. Wide open offense that uh, Coach Brown, or Coach Barron, wants to run out there at, uh, at VR. Um, so let's look and see if they get the wide receivers more of the ball this year than, than last year's offense saw. Jaden Terry, I think, will be the starting running back, although the gun T look that VR will run, there will be a host of running backs back there on the field at every single snap and probably a rotating, rotating uh, cast of characters at the in the backfield. But I, I think Jaden Terry is going to be your featured back in the gun T look. Uh, this year for the offensive side of the ball. On defense, it seems like VR is sort of begging for a captain to stand up. Uh, last year's senior class had a couple guys that stepped up, but this year I, I don't know if there's one guy that you point at on that defense and say, this is the guy, this is this is our dude, this is our leader, this is our captain. Senior Devin Barnes, Jaden Terry, and Sawyer Daniels should lead the way and help on defense. See one of those, if one of those guys steps up and is the de facto leader, uh, they'll be aided by junior linebacker Tyson Brown, Caleb Aker, and John Levy on the defensive side. The biggest thing facing the Wildcats, in my opinion, this season, and it's not going to be fixed this season. This is something that's going to have to be a four or five season trend. It's consistency, Billy. Uh, I mean, this will be the sixth head coach VR has had in the past eight years. And this is the fourth or uh, the third head coach that these seniors have had. Uh, yeah. And and you can't you cannot build a program with that sort of instability. So 
Hopefully that is something we are building towards. It, it's a little less of an instability this year because you're going from Tim Barron to Austin Barron, and it's not more. It's not a transition of power that was probably shakes up the way you do things. It's more of a soft transition of power. Um, so hopefully, man, I, the one thing I can say about Villarica football is I hope Austin stays here for like, you know, 8, 10, 12 seasons, and he is able to build a program. Um, but this, I mean, the region that they are in this year is just, it's, it's tough, dude. It is a it is a very tough, tough region. Uh, next week, they have their first scrimmage game at Harrelson County. Open the first weekend, and then they have the home opener on the second weekend, August 25th. Against Hebron Christian Academy, then they are at Northgate, at Carrollton, at Tri-Cities. Home versus Banneker, that is going to be homecoming. Uh, home versus Lithia Springs, then a bye. And then this is this is sort of where the season is going to be made or broken, in my, my opinion, Billy. The last four games of the season. Home versus Mays, at Creekside, at Jackson, and home versus Chapel Hill. If Villarica wants to punch their ticket into the playoff, they are going to have to, I'm going to say they're going to have to go three and one in those games versus Mays, Creekside, Jackson, and Chapel Hill. Well, what was it? GHSA or Georgia Historian site had them uh, in the four spot? Yeah, the GHSA <laughs> Daily Maxwell Doodly Dad. Yep, they had them yeah. in the four spot uh, around five and five at a, a 500 clip. Yeah, that's not too bad. I'll no, take it. No, yeah. I mean, getting back to the playoffs is definitely should be the number one priority for the Villarica Wildcats this year. Uh, I'd like to see them get a home game, but get back to the playoffs and get us a chance. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's head to the Marine South scoreboard. Uh, in softball yesterday, Central falls to East Coweta 6-5. Kirk County and Cedartown, the uh, scrimmage over at West Georgia got canceled, so that's unfortunate. In the NFL, Bryce, Bryce and I mentioned this, uh, Jets fall to the Browns 21-16. Yes. Um, as, as we mentioned, the overhit, and yes. uh, so did the Browns' um, money line. Yes which I'm sure Bryce is very, very happy about. Yes. I'm happy, Let's I'm happy the that main... happened, and I'm happy I cashed out when I did because the Angels didn't win. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, I cashed out. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, on the Smith's Four Coverings Games and Events calendar for this weekend, uh, starting tonight, uh, football tonight, Bowden at Heard County at 715, Bremen at Rockmart at 715. I'm assuming these are 730 picks. So. 715, 730. They're scrimmages, so, yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Screaming at Rockmart 715, uh, Central at Spalding, or Central versus Spalding, and then Mount Zion versus Temple. Is That game is at Mount Zion, is it not? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in softball, Bremen versus uh, Carrollton is a scrimmage. Bowden versus LaGrange in Troop County. Harrelson County versus Stars Mill at 5 p.m. Villarica has an alumni game at 4, then the Wildcat welcome at 6.30, which Bryce will be at, yep. and then Temple versus North Atlanta at 8. Uh, on Saturday, softball, Harrison County versus Trinity Christian at 11 a.m. And then Tr- Temple versus Ringgold at 11. And, and I, that's your Smith Park Cummings games and events calendar. And I think most of those scrimmages, I don't, I think most of those are at like neutral site places. So yeah, they're tournament if, games. Yeah. If, yep. if you're going to those, make sure you go to the right, the right location uh, and double check those times on the, on the softball, because since they're then tournaments and, you know, scrimmages, early season scrimmages, all that stuff changes and goes left and right. Um, yeah, but Villarica alumni or Villarica has a scrimmage at four, the alumni game at six, and then the Wildcat welcome at six thirty. So a lot going on at Villarica uh, today. If you can get out there and watch them, but Billy, we are absolutely annihilating the incredible pulp soft earned dollars locks of the week. 
Uh, we have been on an absolute tear. We had a bit of a blip a couple weeks ago, but we've been on an absolute tear. You crested the $200 mark, and you just keep soaring. You're at $239.92. I'm at $189.22. Uh, we're earning these guys a lot of money. If you are keeping up and betting alongside of us, we have, uh, we've won you quite a bit here in the past couple of uh, couple weeks. Yeah, almost, uh, what is that? Almost uh, $430. Yeah. Uh, we've won you at least 150 bucks. At, at least. Yeah. I, can, yeah, I yeah. can guarantee that. So let's hit up this week's Incredible Pulse Soft Earn Dollars segment. I have some long dogs this weekend. I have some long dogs. D-O-G-S. Uh, so today I have Ronald Acuna Jr. to hit a home run. Doesn't matter. That's not a long dog. I, I, I plus 400, man. I, I like that bet a lot, especially up at Wrigley. The ball's going to be carrying out. I know we got a heat wave going on up in Chi-Town uh, in the Midwest. I know it's warm up there. That ball's going to be carrying. Uh, I got Ronnie to hit a home run today at plus 400. I got USA women to beat Sweden at the Women's World Cup on Sunday at a minus 167. I know we haven't looked great in the group stages, but I have faith that our women are going to pull it together in the knockout rounds and defeat Sweden. That's a minus 176. And then I have another long dog, which I don't know why they're allowing bets on this because I'm pretty sure these are rigged. Uh, but I have Nate Diaz to beat Jake Paul in the boxing match at plus 350. I just hate Jake Paul. I hate both the Paul brothers. Uh, and anytime I get to bet on any of the Diaz brothers, I'm a big fan of the Diaz brothers. So give me Nate Diaz to beat Jake Paul at a plus 350 this weekend in that rigged exhibition match. For some reason, uh, the Reds are a one and a half point favorite, but uh, against the Nationals, but they're a, it's a plus 100. No idea why, but I'll take it. Um, so the Reds should beat the Nationals by at least two um, tonight. Um, Shohei Tani to record two plus hits. This is my long dog. It's plus 210. Um, and I know I just saw on another cup of coffee that he went out last night. So that's probably going to be a, a loss right there. Um, and then the Orioles minus one and a half versus the Mets. It's a plus 126. So that's that's my three for the weekend. Reds versus Nationals. Uh, Shohei Otani to record two hits. And then Orioles minus one and a half versus the Mets. I like it. If Shohei doesn't play, though, Billy, it's just a scratch. You get your money back. Oh, cool. Yep. They usually, yeah. yeah if it's a, uh, if, if he doesn't play, they just, they just essentially give you five bucks back and you just break out even. Yeah. So pretty, pretty neat. But uh, yeah, let's head up. Uh, need a cup of coffee, Billy? Yeah, I need one. Definitely. For sure. I know. Mine, mine's gone cold. I just took a sip of it. It's like lukewarm coffee. Lock. Uh, let's hit up another cup of coffee brought to you by Hannah Strong with Robert Goosby Real Estate Group. Uh, Ngakwe is joining the Bears on a one-year deal worth $10.5 million. This news broke late last night, and I cannot wait to tell Gavin because um, he's a big Bears fan, and the fact that they got Ngakwe for that defensive line, oh, He's going to be thrilled. Yeah. Good pickup kind of late in the season. Uh, had 13 tackles last year, 12 sacks. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be a four down guy. Maybe. I think I think he'll be almost 30 before the season begins. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, good pickup, man. And Gakwe is going to be a good addition to that Bears team that uh, still refuses to help Justin Fields. Uh, Shohei Otani hits his 40th home run after start was cut short by finger cramps. I've never had finger cramps. I don't think I have either. That's that's a new one. Not not playing baseball at least. Yeah. 
Wait. Never mind. We're not going to go there. I was trying to figure out. Uh, let's see. It's a finger. So I'm not overly concerned. Obviously, he was fine to hit. So he hit the home run after his finger cramped up. So, okay. yeah. So even if he doesn't pitch tonight, probably he'll still hit. But yeah, I don't. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird injury, man. I've never. I've, blisters on pitchers. I've, I've heard about that a lot. But yeah, finger cramp. That's a new one. Blisters on me, fingers. <laughs> uh, Arizona deal with Big 12 expected to be finalized. Man, it seems like every morning I wake up and I read a headline. It's about another college flipping from one conference to the other. Yeah, and apparently uh, Oregon and, and Washington are pretty much out the door heading yes. to the Big Ten as yeah. well. So so the Pac-12 is essentially dead because UCLA and USC are already coming in. They were talking yesterday on 97 won the fan that the Big Ten should really go after Stanford heavy because if we get Stanford and we already have Michigan, that would be Notre Dame's two, two biggest rivals, and that would almost yeah. kind of welcome them into the Big Ten fold. So... It's uh, it's nuts, man. It's nuts the amount of conference switching that's going on right now. Uh, the Mercury's Diana Taurasi is the first WNBA player to reach ten thousand career points last night. That's huge. It is. I mean, look, you got to I know Bryce is not a big fan of uh, the WNBA, but you got to tip your cap to Diana Taurasi. That's that's a hell of a, an accomplishment. Yeah, unfortunately, it came over uh, the Atlanta Dream. They beat the Atlanta Dream last night by twenty. So. They beat one of our. Uh, do what? <laughs> hey, they, the, the Atlanta Dream won the uh, WNBA championship uh, five or six years ago, I think. Um, I'm just being horrible. I was actually Sorry. at that game. I was actually at one of the WNBA championship games. We went down there. Me and uh, me and Scotty went down there for it. Went in there and watched nice. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Diana Taurasi over 10,000 career points last night. Uh, another thing that I want to announce uh, across West Georgia is the Trojan Nation Network. For any of you Carrollton Trojan fans out there, uh, our good buddy Matt Ridgway and his uh, crack staff in Who? Uh, Matt, uh, Matt Ridgway, Matt Skinner. Do you know how many times I text the wrong Matt on a, on a <laughs> weekly basis? Uh, like four or five. Like I, I will text. The bad thing is I've got I've got Matt Skinner and Matt Ridgway both on my uh, speed dial, and the amount of times that I've accidentally hit. Skinner, yeah, and then bring up, and he's like, "Hey, did you mean to call me?" I'm like, "No, I was trying to call Ridgeway." And- <laughs> I, I need to take Matt out of there. I need to take the Matt off the contact card and just put Skinner and Ridgeway. It'd be a lot easier to do that. Yeah, um, there you go. Excuse me, Matt Skinner, out the uh, the sports information director out there, and uh, Carrollton. They they have launched the Trojan Nation Network. It's going to be centered around Trojan athletes and athletics, and I, there's going to be a lot of stuff on there, man. They got they got music, they got the band playing, they got podcasts, they got interviews. It is. Uh, it's going to be cool. It's going to be a nice, big, little media thing that's just centered around Carrollton High School. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good thing for for Trojan people, and um, I'm happy for Skinner. Yeah, you you can't you couldn't find someone better to head that up. Better. And, than- and you know what, Bryce, Bryce and I got a chance to talk with Joey King this week, and we talked about that as well. And it's it's just a it's a good thing for for Carrollton. So. And dude, I, I, it, it struck me how laid back and easy to talk to Joey King was. He was a really cool guy. It's the first time I've ever met him. He's, he's a lot of fun, man. He's, he's, he's a pretty cool dude, man. I, I like that guy. Yeah. He was, uh, he was nice. And yeah, you know, we, we came in, you know, how, in, you know, how in college football, when they have the football games, the bigger games are at night, right? They let the, they let the small games usually happen during the day and the bigger games are at night, right? 
Right. Well, I think that's how it is in interviews, too. I think you get the small fish out of the way first in interviews, and then you get the yeah. big dogs that come in later. And that's sort of how our Joey King interview went is we had a we had to wait for Joey King to get done with an interview with Sports Illustrated. Uh, and then they brought in the big dogs, us here at the morning five to, to do the to do the <laughs> final interview. I think that's that's sort of how it flowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Uh, Billy, today in 1996, the Summer Olympic Games close in Atlanta, Georgia. Today is when they had the closing ceremonies. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. Um, I, I definitely remember watching those Olympics a lot more than I remember watching many of the others. So it's been almost 30 years, man. It's insane. Yeah, yeah I saw something yesterday that made me want to vomit. Um, you and I are big fans of the movie um, Back to the Future. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw something yesterday that said that if Marty, if they made Back to the Future this year, that Marty would be going back to 1993. Oh. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like yeah. that at all. Uh, that what, made me want to vomit a little bit. What year did he go to? What what year did he go to in Back to the Future? 1955. No, no, no. I mean, I mean the oh, the the second one. Excuse me, the second one. When he when he uh, flashed. 2015. 2015. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't we didn't get the flying cars. We didn't get the 3D uh, jaws coming out of. No. Um, and we definitely didn't get. We kind of got the hovercraft. Yeah, that's what really. I was thinking. We kind of got the hovercraft. We have the capability to have flying cars, but people are too stupid to have flying cars. So I think that's one thing they're just like, no, nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna give people flying cars. It's a terrible idea. They can't drive cars with four wheels that stay on the ground, much less something that flies. Uh, yeah, then like 2015. All right, awesome. Not quite there yet, guys. You got anything else to add this week, Billy? Uh, happy, happy weekend, brother. Uh, let's go watch some football tonight. Well, I'm gonna go watch football tonight. Um, you can go watch some, like a practice. Yeah. Going to watch a going to watch a padded practice. Going to talk to uh, some of the Wildcat faithful. I wonder if they'll let me get on any of those jump houses, or I wonder if they're just for the kids. Yeah, I would advise not to. Yeah, that would be my advice. Probably a good idea. It's probably good advice. But for Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all next week on the Morning Five, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.